You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Amen and amen. All right, so let's make sure everybody is well seated. Take your pen, take your notes, and make sure that you are in tune. Praise God. I'm still on the prayer series. And we are still on preparing the mind. I said that the mind is where we live from. That is why we have mindsets. Whether it's a country, whether it's a city, whether it's a clan, it's a tribe, whether it's a company, an institution, whether it's a government or a political party, we all live from our mind sets. Things that we have gathered, the knowledge that we have gathered from since we were born and we have come to believe them. And so it is the world we live in and that is what feeds our brain and the body acts accordingly. So if you see yourself behaving in a certain way, check your mind set. How you have set your mind, by what you have known, how you have believed it, that's what you are living. Praise God. And therefore, we pray from our mindset. And we hope to change that mindset if it is not of God. By the change of our will. So that the mind changes that setting to set itself by the wisdom of God. Praise God. So it is key that a man must know. And when they know, the knowledge affects their mindset. Changes that mindset. Renovates that mindset. So that they can live in the kingdom for which they have been born. And the nature for which they have been given and they have received. Aligning to the perfect will of God. And what makes it possible is when the man has this knowledge. Praise with that knowledge. That is when their mindset is changed. When they are praying, they are internalizing that mindset. That mind that they have received from God. By the knowledge they have, give, they, they have been giving, they pray. That's why we pray with the scriptures. Because the scripture is God's mindset. Hey, are you here with me? The knowledge that is filled in the scripture is the mindset of God. Is the mind pattern of God. So when a believer prays with the scriptures, they are praying the mindset of God. They are renovating. They are collapsing their mindset of the world to take on the mind pattern, the mindset of God. Hello. 
Is that very clear? So is that very clear? And that's why when you have a mindset of condemnation and you don't know that you have been redeemed and there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, your prayer will be different. You'll be always binding and losing. Your prayer topic will be God. Help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. When God has already helped you, you need to just pray to release the help. So, there are certain kinds of prayers you will never pray. If you know the mindset of God. Hello? Yeah, you never pray. And most of the prayers we pray, as a matter of fact, we waste a lot of time. Colossians 3, 1 to 4, was the last scripture for last week. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting. At the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Praise God. So what do you do? You set your mind on things what? So the mind pattern of God, is that correct? So you make sure you align with the set pattern of God's mind. Is that correct? And then he tells you the reason why. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then we'll also appear with him in glory. Your whole status has changed. Yes. You are not a beggar. You are God's child. And just like a child receives inheritance from their dad, you have his inheritance. Praise God. And so set your mind on who he has what made you and pray. The more you pray, the more you align and you, you live in that world because the mindset is the world we live in. Are you here with me? Is that very clear? There's something you want to know. That will really help you to understand the power of prayer. There are three forces that you cannot contend with. And the moment you set your mind on that, every while of the enemy will be quenched by the Power of that knowledge. And you will pray like never before. Because you know that nothing stops your prayer. And things are shifting. And you yourself, you are shifting. And things around you are shifting. Circumstances are changing. Although you may see nothing happening with your eye, with your naked eye in the realms of the spirit and very soon to manifest, you will see great and mighty things because you understand the prayer of faith. These forces no one can contend with. And God by his own power and authority, has set it. It has been set. 
It has been what? Say like it. It has been what? It has been what? Set. The first is God Almighty. Exodus 3 verse 14. God Almighty. He is going to reveal himself to Moses in this text. As he redeems the people of Israel from Egypt. Which typifies the redemption of the believer from the world of slavery. The world of Satan. The world of sin. And he tells us. How he would do that. And so he introduces himself to Moses, the one who he is sending. In that manner. So that when he finally comes, we will be able to identify him right from that age. And know that this is the God who has visited the earth. He said to Moses, I am that I am. Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Praise God. What is his name? What is his name? What is his name? So God is saying, I have a plan of redemption. In the plan of redemption, my sovereignty is made known. God will become what he has to be to redeem man. His name is I am. (laughs) Praise God. So in the almighty is I am the redeemer. So God who is almighty now becomes a man. Are you here with me? So that he, God, does not contradict all that he is and what he has said before. Because if God becomes an animal, animals don't have dominion. If God becomes an angel, Angels don't have dominion. So I am will be a man because man has been given dominion so that he can redeem man. Are you getting the point? So although God has given man all power on earth and God knows that he is a perfect God, And he's omniscient. And he's all wise. He knows how man will be able to say that then you are not God. You change what you said. Then what you said, you didn't mean it. Then God, you lied. Then God, you are not what you said you are. So he says, I am who has the power and knows ahead. Will go ahead and change to become a man. So that I will fit in the status quo that I have given man. So that nobody can now question me. Because I have fulfilled what I said I am. At the same time what I made man to be. I have become that. So that man will become what I said him to be. Did you understand that? (laughs) 
Watch this. So God had the patience. Every fruit of the Spirit. Joy. Peace. Long-suffering. Kindness. Gentleness. Self-control. To work within the systems and cultures of man for 4,000 years. Hello? Praise God. To reveal I am in the nature of God and man to redeem man. Listen to me very carefully. That's why you can tell that although God has all the power, He is not the abuser of power. That's how you know that God. Know so much what he has that he doesn't have insecurity problems. <laughs> if one can have patience for 4,000 years, it tells you that he knows that his product will not spoil even in that time, in that duration, because he has already worked it by his omniscience, by his omni-wisdom, by all that he is for all of these years. Praise God. Hey, are you here with me? Everything is already intact. And he has the patience to see the cultures of men display their power all the kingdoms came. The Greek kingdom. Are you get the Babylonian kingdom? All of those kingdoms, they were displaying their powers. And God still had the patience. Hey. Are you getting the point? You see, when men have power, they easily abuse the power. Because they are insecure of the same power they have. So they will easily get rid of you before you get rid of them. Ah, so you see, so that's how we see God. That's why when so many evil things happen, we think that it is God. Because it's like he wants to take care of us before we take care of him. <laughs> so, so when things happen, we say, hey, God is showing them. No, God does not display power like that. His power is in love. And that's why he rescues you from hands of devourers without terminating the devourer. Who is also his product. That's why he's I am. Because I am will deliver you and deliver the one who is your enemy. I am will show Jacob mercy and will show justice to Esau. Hey, are you here with me? So when I am is on your side, victory has been assured. That's why before you pray, you must know that victory has been given you. 
you are using the function of your will to seize that victory that has already been given you in prayer. Because God will not usurp the power of your will. Are you getting the point? That's why we pray. That's why for everybody that Jesus did something for, he would ask them, what do you want me to do for you? He already knows. But then he doesn't usurp the power of our will. <laughs> Praise God. Look at Jeremiah. 32.27. Let's really go. I am the Lord, the God of all the peoples of the world. Did you realize that? <laughs> so, both believers and unbelievers don't make a mistake. Yeah, don't make a mistake. So you think God is like your parents who give birth and then will hate some and love some. And then they will quote, even before they were born, Jacob and Esau. He said, Esau I hate. Jacob, I love. You don't understand Hebrew. God, by his omniscience, is proclaiming what the children, by the function of their will, are going to do. And he says, what Esau is going to be, I don't like it. I can't change it, not because I am not God, I can't change it because that's what Esau wants to do by the function of his will. Are you getting the point? When you take the function of the will away, a man is a robot. By the function of our will, we give worship and we obey. Hello? What his grace has afforded us. I love Jacob because Jacob, by the function of his will, is going to choose me and walk after the path of Isaac, his father, and Abraham, his grandfather. Therefore, he says, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Are you here with me? I'm the God of all people, of the world. In other words, anybody who chooses me as God, I will be God to them. <laughs> yes. Watch what he says. Is anything too hard for me? Anything is not hard for I am to do. Anything. Please, anything is not hard for I am to do. I am has the power to undo and to do. Oh, praise God. Are you get the point? Get it clear. I am has the power to do and on. Anything is not hard for I am. Watch this. Watch this. I am therefore has his character and any man that chooses the character of I am I am says they are bidding by the function of their will will be done. 
and it's not hard for me. I am doesn't kill. So if a man chooses the way of I am to bring redemption to men, I am will say it's not hard. If a man needs something and they need it for them to live, I am says it's not hard. Oh, praise God. Whatever man needs and they truly need, Ayam says, I will make it possible by the function of their will. All they need to do is to what? Ask. Do you realize that is prayer? Somebody say, I am. Oh, say I am. So within the context of who he is and what he has made us, in between that, when we ask, I am says, I will do it. Can I say it again? Between the context of who he is and who he has made us, whatever we ask, I am says, I will do it. And it's not hard for me. If you see I am not doing something, it's because that's not his nature. Are you here with me? Yes. And that is also not what he means for what? Us. Hey, are you here? Yes. So it will not be done. But anything that is in the character of I am. And it is his desire for us to become because he wants us to be like him. I am says it's not difficult. I will do it. Praise God. I will do it. Let's go to the next force. So definitely the next force will be the man of faith who believes in the I am. Praise God. Mark 9, 23. Let's all read it. Everybody lift up your go. Jesus said to him, hmm? If you can what? If you can what? If you can what? Believe. Mm -hmm. All things are possible to him who believes. Hello? What's the catchment phrase? What's the word? So what is standing between you and what has to be done? So when you believe, it will be possible. Please note this. Unbelievers, we call them so because they don't believe in I am. But they also believe. They believe in themselves. <laughs> is that true? Oh, is that true? So he says, this statement cuts across. Because you believe in self, anything that self gives, if you pray, self will produce it for you. <laughs> so when you see unbelievers inventing, 
and doing stuff that blows your mind, that all of them are earthly. They can be spiritual because it came from their belief in themselves. So everything you see the unbeliever boast of, they are things that came from self. They believed in themselves. So if you ask the football team, what happened? We believe. What are they referring to? Self. Are you here with me? Believe. And that's why the motivational speakers always talk about believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Because that is, that's what Jesus is saying. Those who believe in I am. What I am makes available shall be made available to them. Oh, praise God. <laughs> Are you here with me? So, listen very carefully. When you expect the unbeliever to do certain things, you don't understand the frame of authority. Because there are things that they can never do. Because of what they believe in. Praise God. And when you see a believer also placing emphasis on certain things that are so earthly, it's because they don't know their frame of authority. So somebody was asking a question. Ah, why is it that businesses of Christians don't last? And I'm asking, what is your own? Do you think that you came to this earth just to do business? And you think that is where your frame of authority is? So, business. So, when somebody's business is that God is not blessing me. No, you're joking. You're joking. God wants you to live into eternity. And his desire that as you actually do some, some, some business, not some business, your focus on eternity is priority. Oh, praise God. Are you understanding me? Yes. So it's good to do some business. But that's not where your frame of authority lies. I want to leave a legacy. He said, I want to leave a legacy. What is your legacy? I want my business to stay 200 years and more. Ah, 200 years, but it will still come to an end. You should have said, I want my business to stay for if it cannot stay forever, it's because it is of self. It will by all means collapse one of these days. Your priority is on the wrong thing. When your belief is set on I am, he gives you supernatural things and these last forever. You live into eternity. Praise God. Change your priority. Change your priority. So he says, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. If I believe so much in self, my belief in self will give me so much for self. If I believe in I am, my, the character of I am will be revealed in me. And they are virtues that live on into eternity. Praise God. So, I need to have faith in I am. I need to believe in I am. Look at the next scripture. 
Mark 11, 22 to 24. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Now, he's, he nails it. He didn't just take the principle, if you believe. Because he didn't even tell us what to believe, who to believe. He said, just what? But now he says, have faith in what? God. Let's go. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and he does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Hello? He will have whatever word. 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 Saying his prayer. <laughs> Do you get it now? So you have to say it to have it. So if you believe it, you say it. That's why when you believed in the Lord Jesus, you said it. You confess Jesus. That's why Romans 10 will tell you that believe in your heart and then confess with your mouth. Jesus is also emphasizing the same principle. So you believe in your heart and then you also speak with your mouth. And he says, you will have what you said. Praise God. Oh, praise God. So a man of faith has no limitation. Nothing stops them. Nothing. Nothing stops them. Nothing stops them. The only thing that becomes their barrier is that they may believe, but they don't see. Or they believe in Christ, but they don't understand their frame of authority. So if they have a conviction of belief and they speak, he says, it shall be done. Oh, why is it not happening? Because the truth of the matter is that you have believed Christ. Yes. And that one heaven is yours. But the things that are for the heavenly people on earth, you still don't believe they are yours. You still don't believe. Many Christians pray, but they pray and they don't even believe. Let me give you an example. Look at this case study here. Second, Second Kings 8, 29 to 35. You say, this is Old Testament. Don't worry. I'll give you that God is consistent with his word, both in old and new. Let's all go. He said to Gehazi, Tie up your garment. Take my staff in your hand and go. If you meet anyone, do not greet him. What is he trying to say here? He has nothing to do with any ritual. That don't greet anybody. What he's saying is concentrate. Let your focus be on him. Are you getting the point? Okay, let's go ahead. And if anyone greets you, do not reply. Lay my staff on the face of the child. Next. Then the mother of the child said, as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So he arose, followed Gehazi, followed her. Gehazi went on ahead, laid the staff on the face of the child, but there was no sound or sign of life. Therefore, he returned to meet him and told him, the child has not awakened. What happened? When Elisha came into the house, he saw the child lying dead on his bed. So he went in and shut the door behind the two of them. Hello? And prayed to the Lord. What happened? 
Then he went up and lay on the child, putting his mouth on his mouth, his eye on his eye, and his hands on his hands, and he stretched himself upon him, and the flesh of the child became warm. Continue. Then he got up again and walked once back and forth in the house, went up and stretched himself upon him. The child sneezed seven times. And the child opened his eyes. What was the difference? One believed. One did not. He only performed the ritual. <laughs> he didn't have faith. So wait. Did God want to resurrect the child? If the story would have been left like that, what would you have said? God didn't do it. Oh, hello. So most of you say God didn't do it. So you see, it's not God. It has been you all along. <laughs> hey, are you here with me? It has been you. It's not God. It's not God. It's you. God is good. He, all the time, you always say it. It's a cliche. You say, you don't even mean it. You say, God is good. You are saying all the time in your mind, you say, sometimes. No, that's, that's what religion does. Religion has a lot of terms, terminologies, cliches. But there is no belief. The child opened his eyes, sneezed seven times. For most people, I'll talk about that later. For most people, do you know that way you pray? And then you were asked, after you've prayed, and you met somebody and they told you a bad news about the same thing you prayed, what do you say? My prayer was not answered. Are you here with me? Is that not what you say? Go back to 30, 33, 34. Look at something. Go back. Yes. Then Elisha came to the house. Shut the door. Next. Went up and lay on the child, putting his mouth to his mouth, eyes to his eyes, his hands on his hands. And he stretched himself upon him. The flesh of the child became warm. Did the child rise up? He should have said, no. The thing didn't happen. I don't want warmness. Then he prayed again, right? Do you know why? Because he believes. Anybody who prays and stops praying is because even when they started the praying, they did not believe. They have never believed. Look at another scenario. I'll end here. Look at this. Matthew 17. Okay, everybody lift up. This is New Testament too. And this is Jesus talking here. So you don't say, oh, pastor, that was old. Okay, come to new. And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into fire and often into the water. Next. 
So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Hello? They could not what? Okay. Then Jesus answered and said, Let's all read. Go. Oh, faithless and perverse what? Generation. Did you hear what Jesus said? So is Jesus diagnosing the problem? Why the child was not healed? He said, why was the child not healed? Faithless and what? Perverse what? Generation. How long shall I be with you? It is not that the case is beyond you. You can do it. But your faith is displaced. The problem is not the issue as to that it is so big. No. The problem is that you don't believe. <laughs> Jesus should have said that, oh, this one, I know that you can't handle it. Except a, a level of faith. You don't need any level of faith. You just need faith. He said, the level of faith. No. He said, there are levels of faith. They said, there are levels of faith. He said, no, there are no levels of faith. There are levels of grace. But all of us have been given the same faith when we believed. Are you getting the point? Yes. I will talk about what the First Corinthians talks about, the gift of faith. The Holy Ghost is complete in every believer. And the gifts of the Holy Ghost are for every believer. That's why Paul says you can covet it. So you can manifest every gift in the because the Holy Ghost in his full measure, we have studied that already, lives inside of you. What it is, when we talk about the gift of faith, is that the person's demonstration of faith is unimaginable. That's what he's talking about. So, you have faith. But you are not walking in it. That's what Jesus is talking about. You have it. You have it. You can do it. So what did Jesus say? Bring him here to me. Is that what he said? Next. Jesus rebuked the demon. It came out of him. The child was cured from that very hour. Watch it. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? The guy has already told them they want to hear something different. You know, members are always like that. Yeah, church members are always, they always want to hear something dramatic. Charlie, you, you, you know, <laughs> you're small boys. You know, yes, yes. You, you, you. Jesus said to them, Everybody, read it. Go. Because of your... Did he emphasize the same thing? Because of your what? Unbelief. Uh -huh. For assuredly I say to you, if your faith is as what? So Jesus is saying that if your faith, no matter as what they call it, at the lowest level. Are you getting the point? Anybody says level, lowest, lowest, lowest. You don't need big faith. It's not levels of faith. He's talking about that. You have levels of faith. No. Jesus is saying that so far as you believe, it will happen. You will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. What is in stopping your possible situations and impossible situations is because you are not walking in faith. You don't. You either have it and walking in it, or you have it and you are not walking in it. 
Was it last two weeks? Lord, them came from evangelism and, and they were happy. I said, what's happening? He said, Pastor, we prayed for somebody and they were instantly healed. And they were happy. He said, the person was thinking, he said, ah, but some people come and they do a lot of drama. You, you just pray simple prayer. It is not simple. It is faith released. Praise God. It is not the conjuring. You don't need a sword. Then a big sword. Then you hold it. You don't need to wear a garment. Do you not understand what I mean? Uh-huh. Put on a garment. No, you don't need all of that. All you need is to release what? Praise God. Nothing can contend with a man who has faith in I am. The almighty God who called things to be. Nothing. 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 I'll continue the third force next week. But I pray that you stay with I am. Believe I am. No situation is bigger than I am. But you must labor in prayer. Are you getting the point? Labor in what? Prayer. And no impossibility stands in your way. You command and they happen. You call them forth and they come. You release them and they are for you. Because you are working with I am. Grace, glorious grace At the cross You called it finished Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai Lead Pastor, Caris Center International We believe the word has begun a good work in you May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life Caris Center International Living Heaven on Earth <laughs>